Hello and welcome to the Karmic Cat Chat. I'm Cat, also known as Karmic Cat, and I'm here with my beautiful mother, known as Zesty Lemon, and we're talking about something that a lot of people know about, they may not have experienced, um, but something that we both have experienced, and it's definitely been a road <laughs> of learning and healing since we have. So kind of the topic today is all about narcissism. Um, both my mother and I were with a narcissist for what, 20 plus years? <laughs> 25. Yeah. Yeah, 25 years, mom was uh, married to him. We're talking about my father, who is a classic narcissist. Um, something I don't think we really knew the term, really. Yeah, we just kind of lived it. And then now that we, you know, have kind of come out of it, it's been a few years uh, since the separation, and we're just kind of learning what it really is. And hopefully this can help anyone that has gone through it, whether it's a partner or a friend or a you know, anyone, relationship in your family, whatever it is, hopefully we can shed some light and just uh, talk about our experience. So, yeah, you want to just uh, yeah, start off? Yeah, let's start with a quote. Yeah, let's start with a quote. Yeah. Yeah. Gloria Steinem, we all know her, and it says, the final stage of healing is using what happens to you to help other people. That is healing in itself. So that's really why we're doing this. It's not that I have any desire at all to rehash the whole thing and go over detail what happened but I think that if one person walks away with some insight and the ability to understand that it isn't you then that's gonna make a difference for somebody else definitely absolutely so you know, we've kind of been able to access more information about narcissism and what it is, you know, on Instagram and just we have the internet now so we can kind of identify people that fall into this category. Um, you know, things like everything's your fault, um, you know, not hearing you out, not, not taking accountability yeah. for any action whatsoever and just always saying you're crazy. That's not true. And as an empath, I am an empath and I could walk into a room and and I feel things, and obviously you can't see feelings. So this individual would just say, oh no, complete gaslighting. Like that's just not accurate, that didn't happen. You're fine, you're blowing this out of proportion, you're, you're making a big deal out of nothing. Mm -hmm. And uh, it got to the point where I was just exhausted. Right. And then started trying to please him, mm. which is impossible. No. So I just ended up having, you know, a really big, I don't know, breakdown. I got sick. Yeah. I got thyroid cancer because I wasn't speaking the truth. I had my thyroid out. Throat chakra was so blocked. Throat chakra was so blocked. Yeah. My body was starting to shut down. Yeah. Yeah, that's when sort of the power came. I started seeing the number 1111, and it's right. like, wake up, girl. You got to do something. And right. I did. I, I, I left. Yeah, and that wasn't easy for you, right? No, it was daunting because, like I said, we had spent, you know, 20, you know, half my life building. And we built a lot. We built an empire. Right, we did. I mean, we had an empire. We had, we had the cars. We had the house. We had mm -hmm. the jobs. We had the status. We had, mm -hmm. you know, the envy of everyone. We had the biggest house. We had the best of everything. We traveled to Europe and... Yeah, everything on paper looked fabulous. But right. There was absolutely no relationship. Yeah. And 
it was very lonely. Right? It was isolating. Yeah, I mean, you know. And people ask, you know, about our relationship of like, you know, we're we're so close and everything. And I am an only you child. Are. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Not with no, not with my dad. <laughs> um, I actually cut my dad out a few months ago. Or oh gosh, it's been longer than that now. Six months maybe. Um, I went through a breakup as well with someone that had narcissistic traits as well, not to the level of my father, but you know, kind of just attracted that, unfortunately. But um, yeah, no, I had to had to cut him out for my own mental health. And I think that's a really important topic in terms of a narcissist. A lot of people have narcissistic parents and, you know, they were probably, you know, raised by narcissistic people. So it's kind of this chain. He was. He was. Definitely. Yeah, yeah my dad definitely was some raised. Sort of abuse. And there's yeah. a lot. There's a lot. But we're sticking to one topic because yeah. we can keep you here for. I know. How long <laughs> y'all want to be here? Yeah. <laughs> How much time do you have? No, but, um, you know, yeah, I definitely just had to for my own mental health. And I think that in society, you know, it's so negative. Like, oh, you that's cut out your, your yeah, that's your father. Like, how could you cut him out? But, um, no, I can't tell you how <laughs> happy and, and how amazing my life has been since um, cutting out that toxicity. Well, like we always say, there's a difference between a father and a dad. Right. A dad you have fun with, a dad mm. you joke with, a, a dad you banter with, a dad yeah. you enjoy, a dad you're happy to see coming. Uh, I'm not sure. What's that like? Yeah, you'll have to say, but no. I just feel like I saw him, and I would back away because, again, trying to be subservient, which is not my thing. I'm She's Leo. a Leo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leo. Jinx. Um, but I didn't want to interfere, and that was another one of his sort of gaslighting techniques was you're always criticizing me, everything I do. Mm, mm-hmm. I just saw some negativity with the way that he behaved with you. It's always a overbearing, authoritarian relationship. Totally. Critical. Mm, so never critical. Never satisfied. No. And always wanted the 411 report and just was really not healthy for you. There was not a lot of happy banter between the two of you, which no. exists. I think between most parent children. I mean, you know, we'd be the like idiots. All yeah, the time. we're always we're always being goofy as hell. <laughs> so we're unfortunately, lucky kids, so. yeah, we have a unique respect right. for each other. But I don't think that respect was there in any case. No, definitely the not. Three of us. No, there was definitely yes, was different levels. Which you know, I mean, like you know, us being so close in a bond, I think was hard for him, but you know, he was just, he just isolated himself. He was so emotionally cut off and, you know, kind of during the time that our family started to crumble, I do have a half sister who is, um, you know, on his side or whatever. <laughs> Again, we could go super deep into this, but you know, um, and I developed an eating disorder and I actually remember telling him that. And that was really hard for me because, you know, perfectionist, you know, he always had this kind of idea of me to be Oh, just perfect all the time. And actually, you know, eating disorders are about somewhat of a perfectionist, um, you know, idea of just being, you know, the best that you can be. And, um, you know, I told him and he just totally invalidated me. And I remember you were there and we were in the kitchen and he's like, oh, well, are you sure? Like, you know, because everything that was going on, he totally emotionally shut down. It was like the worst time in our family during this period of time. And he's like, are you sure it's just this? Like, what else could it be? Like, basically, you know, just not taking accountability, didn't want to hear it, just like, shut up. And, you know, I went to therapy. I've been to therapy for all this stuff, too, and I'll continue to do that. But, um, 
you know, I kind of reworked that memory a little bit. So I'm not as, as hurt by it, but I'm just giving that as an example because I think a lot of people um, might have had similar, you know, relationships with their their parents. It seems like, you know, the father figures, unfortunately, they were raised by, you know, fathers that went to war and then they kind of, you know, handed down their shit and, you know, whatever. Like I said, it definitely is a um, chain reaction, I think, you know, for that. But that also isn't an excuse. Every person is able to, you know, overcome what they were taught and how they were raised. So, unfortunately, um, it was still very strong and, you know, there was abuse on his end to me. Um, not only mentally and physically, but sexually as well. And that's something that I've remembered in the last year. So, you know, that's kind of something that played into me cutting him out. And, you know, it's just, um, it's a process. It's a process. What One do day. What have to do with that, too? And what do we have to say in general? Yeah. We do have a couple other things. Signs of an abusive relationship. Yeah, so, yeah. Let's go over that. Um, does something, denies it, and then exclaims that you're crazy. So that's mm. called gaslighting. Yeah. When there's a situation and you're trying to explain yourself, and this is how I feel, and there's no validation for anything. You're, that's not true. That didn't happen. You're wrong. And it's with everything. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, accuses you of doing things you aren't doing and things that they are doing. So it's projection. They're mm. projecting onto you. Mm-hmm. You know, you made my mother upset. Um... No, I wanted to stop over. You're the one that didn't want to stop over, so we didn't stop over. And then the neighbor saw our car and told her we were there, and we didn't yeah, stop over. So I mean, you know, we're talking an Italian close-knit, small community mm-hmm. of Italian families and neighborhoods. Believe me, everyone knew what everyone else was doing, and yeah. you got away with nothing. So I didn't know how he thought that us being in town would not have been noticed. But he right. did. Right. But it was my fault. Again, projection. Yeah. So he does a great job at promising a great future and then delivering a nightmare. They're chronic liars. Liars. Uh, you know, he would say things on the phone and I'm like, I didn't say that. Oh, <laughs> such a liar. I didn't say that. He would say things. He just, he liked to say things that he thought people wanted to hear. Total, like, people pleasing, which yeah. is weird. And, like, even... um. I addressed him after, like, my parents separated because, you know, we kind of, he was a sketchy dude, and we're like, okay, like, is there someone else in the picture? Like, what is going on? And I actually confronted him, which is not easy to do. If you guys, like, backstory of that he used to be, like, my coach, my basketball coach, if I wasn't the first one, he's like, you should be the first one. What are you doing? I mean, you know, this is, like, kind of the backstory of, like, me never speaking my truth or, like, always just trying to be perfect and get the good grades and do everything that he wanted. Um, so right to avoid conflict and he totally avoided conflict which is really weird like he just hated conflict he was just always in a very like avoidance type of style well yeah yeah that's true right yeah yeah just swept it on the rug this which is, how is I feel this is how you feel okay we don't have to agree yeah but at least have a platform where you can discuss things right and we oh, never so had that no so when there was one day we all got together after the separation, you know, we sold the house and it was my senior year of college. It's been three years since then. I literally like called him out. I was like, dude, like, I think you're he, seeing someone he like, you. oh, he actually, he, he threatened literally you. threatened me. Yeah. He's like, you better watch what you say. I don't know exactly what, yeah, you watch it, but it was, it was grim. Yeah. Like it, there, you know, us being so empathic, it was a vibe. I was like, oh shit. I'm like, what are you going to do yeah, to me? So chronic liars, highly <laughs> yeah. manipulative. Yeah. 
um, uses guilt, charm, hope, love, obligation, fear, or confusion to get what they want. Right. They like to agitate, provoke, argue, and definitely a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde personality. You never knew what you were going to get. And on top of this, this particular person was a Gemini. Oh, gosh. So we had Help. The, the twins in there, too. Just the moodiness. Um, staggering lack of empathy. Mm. Like, I remember him just having no empathy for his mom. Just like, well, like if she was tired or she had been planning a party or she was just exhausted. And he, well, she wanted to do it. Nobody told her she had to. Mm. Type of thing. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, he would he would just go black, man. Like his eyes, they're like you know. And you the silent said, like, treatment. That's sharks. I think that's got to be the hardest. The hardest thing was the silent treatment. Yeah. Where he just could go for weeks and not talk. Yeah, that's so ridiculous. He just. And at the end, you guys just didn't talk. It was so weird. Well, I stopped. Yeah. Because I was the one that's trying to glue the two of you together, and I was trying mm. to glue him together. And then he just, yeah, you know, we're going he he he. There's no halo on my head. Yeah, me either. You know, <laughs> you know, uh, there are things that I could have done differently, but there's a lot of frustration though. You know, when you're not being heard, yes, not being understood. I got defensive. Yeah, I got defensive and I got angry, and I think that's what happens too. Is like when you spend that much time with a narcissistic individual, mm -hmm. you start behaving the way they do. Yeah, because it's almost hard not to. You got to function like them to try to, like, get on their level or whatever the heck it is. It was it's just, frightening. It was absolutely frightening. I didn't know who you were, man. Like, thank God. Now I'm like, whew, mama's back. But it was crazy. Like, you know, they would fight, and, like, that's why, you know, I just would kind of go in my room with my cat because, like, you know, when they when they got in altercations, it, it was never, like, physical, but it just got really, really heated, and it was very, very aggressive, and it was just, well, yeah. Well, pain. When you're in that much pain. <laughs> yeah. Um, as a woman, I mean, plus there's all that conditioning because they grew up Catholic. Yeah. So you're supposed to get married, stay married, no divorces. Mm. So and that was a big thing for you, too, that the label of being a divorcee, whole, yeah, you know? Divorce. Oh, my the gosh. Shame, the shame, huge shame. Yeah. Huge shame. Totally. Yeah, like I just would never get over that. Yeah, I have. <laughs> <laughs> she good. Don't worry, fam. It's she like good. <laughs> I, I don't call myself a divorcee or whatever. I just say I'm single and I don't yeah. even really have a label. Catherine knows. Not a big label girl. Don't yeah. want to pinpoint anything. I just am. I am. I yeah. am. Period. Right. I don't have a label. I don't need a label. I don't know that marriage would ever be another thing. I'm not saying I would avoid it. Mm -hmm. But I don't need it. Um, no. I like boys, you know. Woo. <laughs> not narcissistic men. Let's put that in um, there. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. I'm good. I'm doing my thing. And Look at us now, man. And I think, and, and yeah. It's going to be unbelievable. And I'm, you know, buying my own car, my own house, and I have my own life. And I, yeah. And everything's good. So. I think that's, you know, the moral of the story then, you know, especially for women out there, if you're, you know, in a, in a relationship that's toxic, narcissistic, like you can get out of it. Mm -hmm. It'll be okay. The universe yeah. has your back. Yeah. And. Oh, one thing we didn't forget. You're so loved. Was hmm. truly, unfortunately was saying that yes you can get out of it it takes a lot of strength mm. because i think even with us it was so heavy yeah we had this ginormous you know five thousand square foot home and all right. this crap yeah stuff i love but just stuff so stuff. we had to get rid of it all like truckloads we gave away truckloads of stuff mm -hmm. gave it away i mean everything i had my havana leather yellow couch that i love just walked it out 
free of charge. Bye. <laughs> you know, I, so it was very hard to park, but you don't need those things. Um, no. But you do it alone. You you aren't going to get a lot of support from people. And if Ooh, you do get yeah. support from people, um, you're lucky because I got like, <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. What did you do? Mm-hmm. Um, this is your fault. Look at your life. Like all this judgment from my family I'm talking. Yeah. I'm talking from my, my, my immediate family. Yeah. Um, not that from everyone. We were so close to. And I that don't really want to go into total names, but it's just, it, I was amazed at the people that I thought would have my back 100%. Didn't. Not at all. Yeah. And the people that I knew would have my back did, but they were like three people. Yeah. And then one of them turned, and it was just, they just can't process it because they see all this. On paper, like I said, on paper. Right, you yeah. Good. Yeah, we you were. You got the house, you Propolis, got the car, you got Alexis, you live in Manlius, the most prestigious area yeah. in Syracuse, you know, one of the most prestigious areas. Um, right. You know, you have life looks good on the you outside. You have a VP husband, you travel to Europe, you have great vacations, you do what you want, when you want. Through all the parties, want, too. We were the party we house. The parties. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my immediate family is like 30 people, so. Every Halloween, Christmas, Easter, New Year's, Super Bowl, Thanksgiving, you know, for the most part was at our house because, again, we had the biggest, best house. So that's where everybody was. And the yeah. kids still miss it, right? The mm -hmm. kids come over. I have nephews that are now, you know, a little older, 10, 8-ish. And they're like, we miss your big house. And I'm like, yeah. But no one knew what the big house was when everyone left. You know what I mean? Like, no one knew what it, it was, it was a like. Yeah, it was, it was scary, man. I did not like that house. I was creeped out. Uh-uh. Yeah. yeah. No, it wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't a happy home. No, it definitely was a not. Facade. Totally. And I actually, uh, senior year, I wrote, I was in like a creative kind of arts type of uh, class, and I wrote a poem called The Propoli Facade, and I actually performed it. And yeah, it was just all about that. It was all about this facade that our family was, you know, the Propoli facade. It looked great on the outside, but, um, mm -hmm. and I think that's where like the family didn't understand. And like, there was a yeah. lot of like resistance Oh, because they didn't know. Good time Charlie. Well, this is another you, really important you, aspect yeah. to talk about, about a narcissist. To give the guy, you know, weed or alcohol. Yeah. He was fabulous. He had right. to kill the bug off his butt. <laughs> cool. But yeah, straight, to a degree. And when he was tired or just wasn't into dealing with it, or didn't have an audience. Mm. Didn't have it. That's probably key. The performance. Didn't have an audience. Yeah. Was just us behind yeah. the veil. Yeah. It was nasty. Um, totally. Yeah. There was just a lot of... I mean, to ignore, to be ignored by someone that you love, to be ignored by your husband, who is supposed to be your biggest supporter. Mm-hmm have him look through you like you're not even there. That yeah. is tough. And it doesn't bother me anymore. I'm like, I wasn't sure how. I'm like, am I going to cry? Or am I going to get upset? I know. I'm we kind of just rolled this, guys. We're I like, know, let's really just dive into this, this insanity. So we've been divorced for two years. Yeah. Uh, April 2017. So yeah. now it's a celebration. Yeah, baby. Yeah, I'm talking to this really cute guy. And hey. I like him a lot. And he's <laughs> 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 yeah. 
So it's like, you know, you can overcome this narcissism even in relationships. And, you know, if it was your partner and then even in my case, you know, it's a little different. It's my dad. Um, you know, it, it's going to get better. It does. It's just, you know, asking the universe for help. You know, obviously the universe started showing you signs with 11-11 and, you know, just awakening. And now we're kind of on the spiritual journey and we're able to kind of be healed from this. I don't know if it's ever something you can no, be completely healed from. I don't, I don't know. I don't know this. I, re- I mean, he's on my mind a lot. I, you know, yeah. look at your face and see him. Right, like, I, hello. You know, I forgive him, though, and I, I send love to him. I, he needs it. Time, These people need it. Yeah, <laughs> for the longest time, we're still lighting candles for him in church and adoration. Not that I go to church, but I do go to adoration once in a while just because I like spending time with Jesus. He was such a cool guy. Um, he wasn't a narcissist. Oh, weird. Oh, wow. To the message of Jesus, regardless of what your religion is, it is about love, and love is all that there is. Right. So if you're giving Send love, love and your heart chakra's open, which my heart chakra was closed up for so, 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 so long. And mine too. Mine's just opening now because and we had to. It was a, a protective thing. Yeah, Good God. Because your heart's so we're so sensitive in general, yeah, being empathic, sensitive. intuitive, oh, okay. you know, everyone is, but... Like, like being an empath is sort of like, to most people, like a pinprick, they go, ouch, ooh, that sort of hurts. Yeah. Being an empath is like, a pinprick feels like someone just cut off your hand. Like yeah. Like with a, a really sharp razor. Yeah. That's sort extremely of just intense. A, an idea that you can have, is the difference between how an empath feels and how, like person who's not an empath feels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, so you know, in that good, narcissistic uh, category. Yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely. But we're we're here and we're freaking killing it and we're living our best lives and so happy. You know, we're so happy. We're both happy. so happy. 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 I ended happy. a toxic happy. relationship about seven months ago. Like I said, my ex was definitely, you know, had some narcissistic characteristics for sure. But uh we're good, you know, we we've overcome a lot. And we're always there for each other. And I think, you know, if you can find some support and hopefully maybe this is some side, you know, kind of support for someone, even if, again, it's just one person, um, we send you love and just yeah. know it's all going to be okay. But it's your mental pattern, too. Yeah. So it's not that you can pretend that the situation is not happening. You have to address the issues. You have mm. to feel what you feel. You have to go through the process. Yeah. Believe me, I yeah. was, it was, it was down and dirty it was nasty I mean at one point I was living in a vacant house yeah That's how crazy I got on a blow-up mattress in a vacant house. haunted house actually yeah, that's another story spirit. yeah that's a whole another story <laughs> freaking spirit anyway, it was creepy as hell um but I just I I was punishing myself mm. so but you go through the process you allow but the biggest thing is too is to keep the hope alive and know that you, there is help and we're here to help if we can help anybody if you have any yeah, questions or definitely any issues or anything you're dealing with but just sending love and light and beauty and joy and happiness and yeah life is so good and we're so blessed and yeah i love catherine very much <laughs> i love my mommy and hey we <laughs> and we have a, the respect which is the biggest thing so um just human dignity with any situation yeah. It's always human dignity. We're all the same. We all come from the same light, and that's that's the beauty of it. So yeah. Namaste. See them in source, but wish them well. You're worth it. You're worth everything you want. So we love you. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. This is the first episode of the Karmic Cat Chat. Really, really exciting stuff. And, um, yeah, there will be lots more. So 
Namaste. We are here for you, and we're sending you all love. Mwah.